You're listening to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. Fellowship Baptist Church is located in Clark Lake, Michigan. Today's message is part of a series called Rooted in Christ by Pastor Daniel White. Now let's prepare our hearts as Pastor White brings forth God's truth from his word today. So I told you this morning we didn't quite get finished with all that I had on my heart to do. And when Matthew said this morning when I was crossing things out and Alyssa said, well, there goes dad again. And Matthew said, yeah, he won't finish this morning either. He'll just finish tonight. Uh, maybe he was prophetic. But here are just a few thoughts. There were a lot more that I wanted to share with you, but I don't want to take away from the Lord's table tonight. But I think what we talked about this morning, what we're going to talk about right now, is very significant when it comes to uh, doing what God has called us to do in our observance of the Lord's table. And that's to examine ourselves. So Deuteronomy chapter 13, this is where we were this morning in one of our readings. I just want to look at verse 3 and 4. Thou shalt not hearken unto the words of that prophet or that preacher, one that's telling you it's okay to disobey God. One that would say something like this to you. You know we're not under law. Don't worry about obeying God. God loves you. God accepts you just the way you are. He's a God of grace and a God of mercy. Don't worry about it. Well, God is. I want you to know something else. God is also a God of judgment. And he's a God that requires obedience to his law. He said, Thou shalt not hearken unto the words of that prophet or that dreamer of dreams. For the Lord your God proveth you. God puts us to the test to see whether we will obey him or not. As we go through scripture, there were many that he put to the test. Think of the heroes of faith. Every single one of them were put to the test but their faith drove them to obey God. They absolutely believed that if they obeyed God, God would bless them. Remember Moses esteeming the reproaches of Christ greater riches than all the treasures of Egypt. What did he do? He obeyed God. What did Abraham do when God called him to plunge the knife through the heart of his son Isaac? What did he do? He was willing to obey God. And in all those cases of Hebrews 11, God blessed them because they stepped out by faith and their love for the Lord said, we will obey you and leave all the consequences to you. Listen, when we come to the Lord's table, we need to be that way this evening. Lord, I'm willing to obey. I love you enough for all you did for me on the cross and that's what we celebrate tonight. I love you enough for giving your life for me, for redeeming me from my sin that by faith I'm going to step out and believe that you will bless my obedience. He will prove us to know whether ye love, number one, the Lord, your God with all your heart and with all your soul. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. And to walk after the Lord, number two, your God. Number three, and to fear him, that we fear the consequences of our disobedience. Next, to keep his commandments, to obey his voice and serve him and cleave unto him. Heavenly Father, I pray you bless our short time that we have together here tonight. We thank you for being such a good God to us. Father, and for us to realize that when we are unwilling to walk in obedience to you and to your commandments, that we forfeit the very best that you have for us in our lives. And we bring about your judgment. 
your discipline into our lives. And so, Lord, as we prepare our hearts for the table tonight, help us to have a thorough examination of where we stand in our relationship with you this evening. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, the Bible says that if we obey the Lord, it will produce fat bones. Now, I don't know what fat bones are, but that's what the Bible says. And the Lord thy God shall guide thee continually and satisfy thy soul in drought, that is, if we obey him, and make fat thy bones, and thou shalt be like a watered garden, like a spring of water whose waters fail not. And in the book of Proverbs it says, if we obey the Lord, it shall be health to our navel and marrow to our bones. Now I don't know what fat bones are and I don't know what a healthy navel is. But I guess it's good. Amen? You don't want to have a sick navel, do you? And I remember asking, uh, when I was in the Philippines, I was uh, riding in the car and Pastor Nono's daughter was in there. You know that EJ is a doctor. And I asked her, I said, what do you think the Bible means when it says that if we obey God, we'll have a healthy navel? And she gave me all this reasoning, you know, all that doctor talk. And I'm like, over my head. But anyway, it's a good thing. All right. Let, let me, I'll only say this. God has good things planned. Do you think God wants to bless us? That God wants us to prosper? That God wants us to be successful in our life? Absolutely. But it will only come on the road of obedience. I have not seen nor ear heard, neither hath entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for those who what? Love him. When you love him and you obey him, God has wonderful things planned for your life. And then if we fail to obey the Lord, if we get to that point to where, you know what, I'm just going to do my own thing and go my own way and I'm not going to walk in obedience to the Lord, whosoever the Lord loveth, he what? He chasteneth. And when we come to the Lord's table tonight, the Bible says that those who fail to examine themselves and bring their life into conformity to the Lord's will and, and walking in obedience to Him, many were sick, many sleep, and even some what? Even some died because they fell under the discipline of a holy God. So I think those are some things that we need to remember. Now, I put this up here, and I'm going to go through this really quickly because I think it will help you when it comes to what is required to obey the Lord. First of all, this should be like a no-brainer to us. If it's distinctly forbidden by the Lord in the Word of God, we should avoid it like the plague. How many of you give me an amen there? If God says don't do it, don't go there, don't, have any, don't touch it, we just need to stay away from it completely. Okay? Don't even, don't even go there. Next, is there any appearance of evil? That's taking it to the next step. Not only what God tells us not to do, but is there any appearance of evil in it? You may not be participating in anything that is evil, but could people construe it to be an evil thing? So you want to avoid that. Let me tell you this. If you have this principle in you that you're going to avoid the appearance of evil, you're not going to be committing it. Right? You're not going to be committing it. So I think that's a good principle of Scripture to live by. The next one, is there... Uh, any way that this activity could glorify God. Just stop and say, if I do this, if I go there, will it in any way bring glory to God? What does the Bible say? 
whatsoever we do in word or deed, whatsoever you eat or drink, do all to the glory of God. So I think this is a good principle. Before you get engaged in something, say, man, is this, is this going to glorify the Lord? The next, is it of the world? Is this what the world engages in? Is this where the world gets their entertainment and their enjoyment? Because I'll tell you, I'll tell you something. The world doesn't enjoy the things that a spirit-filled Christian enjoys. So I think we really need to stop and say, is this something that the world is really attracted to? You know, it's, it's really, Pastor Bruce and I were talking about that. It's, it's really wrong that the church has adopted this mentality in that we're going to make the church attractive to the world. It's a very sad day. And Pastor kept saying to me today when we were talking, he said, things have so changed. Things have so changed. You know what I think is God's word hasn't changed. His commandments haven't changed. So who's changed? We, we've changed. We need to get back where we need to be. So is it of the world? I want to throw up a couple quotes here, and I thought they were good. First of all, the believer is not ruined by living in the world, but the world living in him. Isn't that a good quote? That's true. The next one here, either you are leaving your mark on the world, or the world is leaving its mark on you. And then I really like this one. If you lie down with dogs, you'll get up with fleas. I was going to cross that out and put cats. Because I love my puppy dogs, okay? But my wife's got this cat that... Next, would the Lord Jesus have participated in it? What would Jesus do? Is this, some, is this something you could invite the Lord Jesus into? Would he go there with you? Would he watch that with you? Would he listen to that with you? Would he engage himself in this? Very important principle to live by. Next. Can you with a clear conscience do it, knowing that the God, the Holy Spirit, dwells within you? Can you do it with a clear conscience? I have no reservation at all about doing this. Would you like to be found doing it when the Lord returned? I'll never ever forget hearing a preacher one time preach about, uh, he, he, that night he was preaching about smoking. And he was talking about how, you know, you got that bad habit of smoking and you take that drag on your cigarette and all of a sudden the rapture happens and you're in heaven in a moment in a twinkling of an eye before you can blow it out. And there you are before the throne. But you got to exhale sometime, right? Right into heaven, you exhale that smoke. Now I know that's not going to happen. At least not for me, because I don't smoke, okay? But I got his point. I never forgot the point. And the point was, do you want to be engaged in doing something that the rapture happened, a moment in twinkling of an eye, you're with the Lord, and you know, the Bible says some people will be ashamed before him at his coming. So another good, good principle to live by. Would you want to be found doing it if the Lord returned? Number eight, is it fitting conduct for a child of God? Um, I guess one of the ways you would judge this would be by saying, 
Would my preacher do this? Would my preacher go there? Would my preacher participate in that? You know, there's a lot of expectations and standards that you have for this preacher that you don't have for yourself. I want to tell you something. I think that's wrong. The preacher, yes, he's to set a standard. He has qualifications that he needs to meet. But I don't think those qualifications are there just for the preacher. I think those qualifications are there for any man and woman who wants to walk with the Lord. So is it fitting conduct for a child of God? Next, what effect will my participation or my conduct have on others around me? Do we not influence those around us? Yeah. That's why you hear me say often, you know, things are better caught than they are taught. People pick up on your life and the way you live your life. Will it be a good example? Apostle Paul, on at least two different occasions, said, follow my example. You have us for an example. So can you say to people, follow me as I follow Christ? Again, these, these are the ten principles of Scripture that will really help you walk in obedience to the Lord. So will your testimony, will it bring the lost to Christ? Will they see a difference there? Is there a possibility that would cause another Christian to stumble? Or is there any doubt in your mind as to whether or not you should engage in it? He that doubteth is what? Damned. For whatsoever is not of faith, it is sin. And so we need to remember that. And there we are faced with these choices in life. Which road are you going to go down? Are you going to walk down the road of obedience or are you going to go down that road of disobedience? How do I obey God when he asks me to do what I don't want to do? We trust and obey. Right? We just trust him. There's this um, song. When we walk with the Lord in the light of his word, what a glory he sheds on our way. While we do his good will, he abides with us still. And with all who will what? trust and obey. So as we come to the Lord's table tonight, let me ask you, are you walking in obedience to the Lord? Is there any area of your life right now that you know that you're being disobedient in, that that needs to be confessed, that needs to be repented of, and that needs to change? And uh, if you'll allow the Holy Spirit to do his work in your life tonight, let me tell you what, you can go from here this evening having the full joy of the Lord. Let's pray. You have been listening to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. We hope this message was a blessing and encouragement to you. If you would like more messages, visit our website at fbcclarklake.org, where all of our messages can be downloaded for free. Also, you can subscribe to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud. All of our messages are available for free. If you want to keep up to date on what's going on at Fellowship, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, where you can see what's happening happening at Fellowship Baptist Church. If you'd like to visit us, Fellowship Baptist Church is located at 3200 Reed Road, Clark Lake, Michigan. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope to see you back here again next time.